Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Salt, A World History. Informed by rich historical research, this book lets us look at salt from a whole new perspective. One of the most common seasoning products today, we are so familiar with salt that we often give its existence for granted, until a natural disaster or other emergencies hit, and people rush to the supermarkets to hoard it up. Maybe it is only during difficult times that people realize the importance of salt in their day-to-day -day life. There is a French folktale centered on this idea. A princess once said to her father, the king, I love you like salt. In her mind, she wanted to express to her father that he was the most important person in her life. But the king misunderstood her and, angry at being compared to something as common as salt, exiled her. Later, that the king's doctor told him he needed to control his salt intake. After tasting unseasoned food, he realized that salt may be common, but we cannot live without it. Only then he truly understood what his daughter wanted to say. More often than not, we see salt from the king's perspective, dismissing it as something common and ordinary. Mark Galansky's book Salt instead offers us the chance to see it from the princess's perspective, diving deep into the history of salt to show that there's much more to it than a bunch of tiny crystals, and that, instead, it has been a driving force for the development of human society and economy. Kalansky's books often unravel the threads of an object or a place's history, drawing narratives that accompany the reader in understanding how and when they came to be. A food enthusiast, he traveled worldwide to research this book, studying different food cultures and retrieving large amounts of historical data. Together with Salt, a world history, he also authored the Basque History of the World, a continent of islands, searching for the Caribbean destiny, as well as a chosen few, the resurrection of European Jewry. He won the 1999 James Beard Award with a similar deep dive into food history with Cod, a biography of the fish that changed the world. Our summary of this book about salt revolves around three main topics. Part 1, Do You Really Understand Salt? Part 2, Everybody Loves Salt. Part 3, A Grain of Salt Might Be Small, But It's a Big Deal. Part 1, Do You Really Understand Salt? In our modern world of mass salt production, we can count up to 14,000 different types of uses for salt. As we mentioned, the most commonly known is as food seasoning. Yet, most people don't realize that this is only one, perhaps the most obvious, of its uses, while lesser known uses of salt include the production of drugs, fertilizers, and even soap, we can also use salt to help melt the snow on the road, dye different fabrics, and soften water. Possibilities are almost endless. Quite an achievement for an item that we tend to take for granted. It all started thousands of years ago, when early human hunters discovered this ancient mineral while tracking animals. But it was only in the last 200 years or so, that people truly understood its nature and its uses multiplied. So, how did our ancestors view and use salt in those ancient days devoid of complex technologies? 
In ancient Greek, the famous author Homer wrote of salt as a divine substance. The great philosopher Plato described it as especially dear to the gods. These references to salt are more than enough to prove that people thought of salt as an irreplaceable product even in the past, likened to a divine gift. In the eyes of past societies, salt was not just divine and holy. It also represented eternity, as shown by the use of salt to seal contracts in both Islamism and Judaism, to symbolize their immutable validity. Ancient Egyptians, Greeks and Romans all used salt in conducting religious sacrifices and rituals to honor their respective gods. In Christianity, people combine salt with water to form a spiritual gateway to communicate with God, a practice thought to be the origin of the so-called holy water. Together with holy water, the use of blessed salt is also attested in Christianity, symbolizing truth and wisdom. Throughout the Middle Ages, salt was an auspicious substance in different cultural contexts, while in many parts of Africa and the Caribbeans, locals believed it could expel evil, and was used in exorcisms. Many stories and legends referred to salt often exaggerate, and fictionalize its properties. But some stories came close to understanding the hidden properties of this mineral. For example, in the 19th century, the well-known British psychologist Ernest Jones found that within many European, African, and Southeast Asian cultural practices and traditional customs, salt had direct correlations to sex, leading him to hypothesize that it might be related to sperm production. Jones's hypothesis turned out to be correct, the human body is, in fact, full of salt, that is vital to its proper functioning. Scientific research later proved that an adult male body contains approximately 250 grams of salt at a given time. As the body loses water through sweat, semen, and urine, the saline component is also escaping, leading to a need to refill our body with enough water and salt to keep their proper balance. Failure to replenish both will, in the worst cases, lead to death. Since salt is essential to the workings of our bodies, it was survival instinct that tells humankind to search for salt from the very beginning. Legends of salt searching can be dated back to more than 4,000 years ago in China, to the mythical period of Huangdi, also known as the Yellow Emperor. In the Shanxi province of northern China, there is a lake called Lake Yunchang. It is the oldest verifiable salt extraction site dating back to prehistoric China. According to archaeologists, from antiquity the lake water would dry up every summer under the burning hot sun, and people who lived around the area would then collect the salt crystals that were left behind. Perhaps inspired by this naturally occurring event, Chinese people became the first known civilization to use seawater to produce salt. They poured it into a clay pot that was then brought to boil with the water evaporating until finally there was the only salt left behind. This ancient sea salt production technique is described in historical records dating back to more than 2,800 years ago. Around a thousand years later, the Roman Empire began to adopt the same technique throughout Europe. The Chinese people achieved other firsts in salt mining and production throughout history. For example, in 252 BC, the Chinese hydraulic engineer and government official Li Bing drilled the world's first brine well in Sichuan, China. From the well, 
the natural salt-bearing brine was drawn from underground rock formations, then, people boiled the liquid to extract the salt contained within. Then in the mid-11th century, it was a salt maker in Sichuan province who invented the percussion drilling technique, then the most advanced drilling technology available, destined to remain one of the world's most advanced technologies for the next seven to eight hundred years. Of course, together with the early harvesting of salt, the Chinese people were also one of the earliest groups to discover many of its uses. Historically, they used salt for pickling and preserving different foods and vegetables, knowing that it would keep the food fresh for longer. Can you think of any examples of pickled food you might have eaten lately? Salt-preserved foods such as kimchi and mustard tubers, as well as salted eggs and the so-called century eggs have existed since ancient times, and they all are still very commonly consumed foods preserved primarily with salt. The Chinese also used salt to ferment different types of fish and beans, which enabled them to create staples like soy sauce. Using salt, they enriched the taste of food while prolonging the freshness of dishes. The tradition of preserving food with salt has existed in China for more than 4,000 years. But another civilization had started even earlier, ancient Egyptians' preservation tradition is even older than the Chinese, with archaeological studies proving preserved products found in ancient Egyptian tombs date back to a time even before the Chinese first started using salt for the same purpose. Unlike the Chinese, the ancient Egyptians not only enjoyed preserved and fermented fish and meats, they also used salt to preserve human remains. Soaking the body in salt, and allowing it to dry would have been a fundamental step to create what we know as a mummy. The need for mummification came from the belief that when people pass away, their soul remains tied to their body in the physical world, and that only by preservation of the physical body one can save the soul from limbo, salt turned out to be the chief solution to achieve this afterlife. The role of salt in mummification did not go unnoticed by the Egyptian authorities, in the 19th century, when transporting a mummy from its resting tomb to Cairo, people responsible had to pay the tax commonly applied to preserved products, basically equating a mummy to a giant pickle. The earlier methods for salt mining used by ancient Egyptians were not dissimilar from the ones used by the Chinese, that is, collecting salt crystals from natural salt lakes or marshes. Alternatively, they would also collect seawater and use the evaporation method to produce salt. Also, a portion of the salt consumed in Egypt may have come from other areas of Africa, and the Mediterranean through trade. Ancient Egypt was rich in salt, including numerous salt varieties. Yet ancient Egyptians didn't directly export salt. Instead, they would export preserved foods made with salt to the Middle East. After being salted, they could last longer and command higher prices. Thus began a strong trade business that would last for the next 4,000 years. In many parts of the world, water transportation was the main method used in edible salt trade. However, throughout the Sahara Desert area in northern Africa, only camels could be used. Interestingly, because of this, camels came to be called the ships of the desert. From the 3rd century, they continuously traveled across the Sahara Desert, transporting salt from northern Africa to southern Africa, and back again with goods produced in the south. For thousands of years, 
the camel transportation fleet had been an irreplaceable link for the northern and southern African trade system, salt was a key driver of this trade system. Edible salt trade promoted the development of human societies far beyond Africa. For example, it was the production of salt, and its exchange that allowed for the prosperity and advancement of the Mayan civilization. Ancient Mayans discovered a method to extract salt from plants within the depth of the Mesoamerican jungle and used it to heal the sick. They also traded salt, salted fish, and leather processed with salt, a very popular product amongst merchants. As time passed, there was a rapid decline in salt trade for the Mayans, mirroring the downfall of their civilization. We hope you have enjoyed part one of our summary of salt. We have learned of legends related to salt, of the development of salt production and of its uses in ancient China and Egypt, and the importance of salt trade in the early human societies. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.